like, no, 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 no. Like selling is a mindset. So if you're going in thinking like a car salesman and like, all right, who am I going to pitch to today? Or I need five new clients in the next four weeks. Yeah, it is going to make you feel icky and slimy. And it's going to make the person you're talking to feel that way too. So if you're coming from a place of scarcity or desperation, people can sense that. Welcome back again to another episode of the Confident Mompreneur Podcast, where we talk to real women from around the globe about real life difficulties and triumphs in momhood, business, relationships, health, and more. I'm your host, Kiri, ready to give you real actionable advice to help you become the best, most confident version of you in all areas of your life. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jade. I'm so excited to have you. Yes, of course. I'm very excited as well. Well, she reached out to me and I have been checking her out on Instagram and all the things because, I mean, as you do, uh, Instagram stalking people. Uh, But you have some great resources on there and a lot of really good content on there, especially for people who are in like the virtual assistant world. So I love that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I try always to like give value and that's exactly what I teach my clients as well too. So I'm definitely that coach that's like practice what you preach. <laughs> I love that. So getting into that, do you want to start us out by kind of introducing yourself, who you are, what you do, why you do what you do, all of those good things? Yeah. So Jade Ellsbury, I started as a virtual assistant in 2018. And then I pivoted into coaching like February, March of 2020. So right before, you know, COVID became a big thing. Um, so the timing of that just happened to be kind of perfect because uh, a lot of women were getting laid off or like working from home. Mm-hmm. And like this is the perfect time to start my VA business. Um, so that's what I do. I have my own podcast now and um, like have built out my offers of like helping VAs and then also um, working as a business coach as well. That is so cool. So why did you decide to get into it back then? So my big motivation, honestly, was to just be at home with my son. I knew at that point um, we definitely needed like a two-income household, like a lot of people, especially now uh, with groceries getting expensive and everything. But, you know, back in 2017, I was almost like dreading my um, my due date because I just knew I was going to struggle with that. And sure enough, when I had to go back to work after my 10 weeks of unpaid maternity leave, I was like, this is stupid. I do not make enough money. You know, once I pay for two daycares and I just didn't, that was my, at that time, thought was going to be my last. We, My ex-husband, I agreed on two. And I didn't want to miss out on any of those milestones. I really wanted to soak it all in. And trying to nurse full-time like I did for a full year with my first son, I would always forget my breast pump or something. So I'd have to run a Target on my lunch break and... I also have that guilt too of like being at a job and having to pump a bunch. And so it was just all of this like anxiety and depression and guilt of like feeling like I wasn't giving my all to my job and like not making enough money at my job and getting to see my little ones for, you know, an hour or two at night. Mm -hmm. And so that was my big motivation. So actually while I was at my nine to five, I was Googling 
how to work from home. <laughs> and that was the other thing too. I'd have all my work done the first hour. They basically just wanted a body to set a desk and answer phones. And I'm like, I did not bust my ass to get my degree to just sit here and make $16 an hour and not feel like I'm actually working all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all of those things that you just said, we can relate to <laughs> yes. lots in the workforce because it's like we do in today's society really need like dual income houses or, you know, for those of us that are single moms, um, you know, it's extra hard because you're like torn between I really want to be there for these milestones for my kids and get this time and do these things. But I also want to fulfill myself, you know, in some way outside of the home or not really outside of the home, but in some other way other than, you yeah. know, being a parent um, and be able to bring your income and do all of these things. And then it's like, as soon as you get one of them, you're like feeling guilty about like lacking in the other. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like work life balance really is not a thing. <laughs> nope. It is not. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. There's no such thing as like a work life balance. Honestly, you only have 100% to give. And sometimes, like, some areas of your life need more of that 100% than other yeah. areas. And it's just like figuring out where the flow of life is in that moment. Yeah, and you don't really get that flexibility. You know, if you're going through a hard season, you don't get that flexibility at a nine to five. Like, you have to be there. And so, you know, even though I don't really believe in, like, a work-life balance, because, like, depending on the season, at least being your own boss, you get to kind of dictate of what that will look like, and you can fluctuate it. So, Mm -hmm. very much so. So, now that you're moving in, Oh, you've moved away from actually being a virtual assistant yourself and more into the coaching side of things. What are some of the things that you really focus on with your clients to help them like start and grow their own businesses? Yeah. So for virtual assistants and, you know, this is exactly what I did as well, too, is the way that they approach it. We're so used to this nine to five mindset. Like that's what we grew up with, right? You graduate, you go to college, you graduate from college, and you go apply for jobs. Um, There's really not that, like, hey, be an entrepreneur or even do a trade. Like, you have to go to college. And so one thing that I've noticed is that because it's ingrained in us, a lot of VAs, when I reach out to them, they're just starting out. Oh, yeah, well, I'm applying for jobs. But I see all these competition, all this competition at Facebook group job ops, and they don't get anywhere. Even last night, I was scrolling and I saw someone say, hey, I'm looking for a VA that can help me with lead gen. 81 comments in an hour. And I'm like, you are now in competition with 81 other people. And if you're a new VA, just like corporate, right? When I was fresh out of college, you don't have enough experience. Well, how am I going to get experience if no one's going to take a chance on me? And so that is like the big mindset shift that I do with my clients is we're not doing that shit anymore. We're moving over here. We are going to be our own boss in... We are going to tell ourselves we have enough experience, right? Um, And we're setting that bar higher for ourselves. And we're not not going to do the resume thing anymore. So um, I think for a lot of women, it's that mindset shift of just realizing there's another way out there to actually be a successful business owner. I love that so much. I think that's super important. And I feel like 
um, especially as women that are like, you know, trying to do it all, we can sometimes get sucked into that scarcity mindset, especially when like you see that Facebook post, right? And there's 80 other people out there that are like vying for the same exact thing that you do. You immediately go into that scarcity mindset and you start like digging on yourself, right? On all yes. the reasons why it shouldn't be you instead of why yep. it should be you. So how do we really go through and like shift our mindsets on like, I am good enough right now as I am, but also there's room for growth here and what can I do to get Yeah, so a lot of VAs have this resistance, right? So like one of the things that we have them do in Rock Salt Academy is we'll actually have them go and talk to their ideal client. And my degree is in um, public relations. So I was like in a, you know, a PR group. We traveled like Chicago and worked with a lot of like big marketing companies and every single one of them, even um, one of the companies I remember, this was a long time ago, I'm old, but um, was like the M&M company, like the candy company. And they kept talking about market research. And so it's so funny to me that VAs like will just say, oh, I'm going to work with this person and I'm going to offer this. How do you even know that's what they need if you don't talk to them? But again, you know, because we are new, we are trying to play small. Like we are free to go and talk to our idle clients. And so that's a big shift that we have is, okay, you have this resistance, you you know, with like going and talking to your ideal client, what can we do to help you? And so we offer a bunch of different tools. Like we do mindset, um, you know, exercises. We also have a bunch of di- di- different um, business strategies. And so with having a coach, which I'm a huge believer in one-on-one coaching for, especially a new entrepreneur, um, like obviously as you're more, you know, experienced, I think masterclasses are great and things. But as a new VA, like you almost constantly need someone there holding your hand being like, no, reroute that negative mindset. (laughs) Go do this. Um, And so I think that's like the biggest power is just having someone there with you, believing in you along the way um, and just helping guide those conversations to a point where you feel less resistant because you feel confident in, you know, who your ideal client is and the services you're going to be offering for them. Yeah, I think that's all super important. My degree is in marketing. So, oh my gosh, you know. (laughs) I know. Yes. Yes. Um, And it's funny because my degree is in marketing, but my full time job is in finance. But I I use my marketing so much when it comes to my businesses for myself. Yeah. That's all it is, really, is like, you know, figuring out who your ideal client is, figuring out how to market to them, figuring out how to sell to them. Like, it's all part of that marketing. But I think the mindset piece is so big when you're building your own business because what what they won't tell you when you're going into business is that sometimes the closest people to you are going to be your biggest haters when you go into business. Right, well, it is. But it is. <laughs> I think it's jealousy, honestly. Um, oh, I've experienced that as well, too. And I always tell my clients, like, you haven't made it until you have your first hater. And <laughs> I think I was like two or three years in. And and it's so funny, too, because they don't understand. Like, uh, I don't know where you're located, but I'm in Iowa, like a small, Wyoming. small farm town where Wyoming. Oh, my gosh. I love Wyoming. OK, um, so I don't know. Like maybe you have the same thing, too. Right. But like we're basically like a farm community. And all they know with online businesses is MLMs. 
Mm-hmm. So like um, another like wrestling uh, mom that I was close with, her husband was like, oh, Jade's got a pyramid scheme. And I just like, died laughing. I'm like, I have an LLC and an S corporation. Like that is not like you don't even understand. So I think, too, it's just like a lack of understanding as well. Yeah. But it really like puts a toll on you when you're already having like all of these mental blocks and doubt. Yeah. You know, those people that are supposed to be, you know, close to you, supporting you, all of those things are also like dragging you down. So that's why I love that you talked about like either bringing a coach in or like finding other like minded people in some way that can really help you through some of those blocks and help you like retrain that little small voice in your mind. So maybe it's your business coach being little small voice that's giving you those positive affirmations and like helping you through it. And yeah, you can make that switch yourself. Yeah. And I think too, you know, it's just like any muscle, like your brain is the exact same way. So if you keep working that muscle, I mean, gosh, when I was a new VA, um, I had like everyone blocked that I knew. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want my mom to see what I'm doing. But now, like my personal Facebook is my business Facebook. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. I'm like, they don't pay my bills. I make really great money. I love what I do. I'm happy with myself. And so for those of you listening out there that, you know, think that like maybe your dream is silly, no, it's not. If you go look at, okay, I love Sylvester Stallone. And he's got like that new Netflix like documentary out. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I love his story. Go check it out, guys. I'm not going to go on a huge tangent about it. But um, like both of his parents were like thought he was crazy, like not supportive of like him wanting to be an actor. And he was the only person that believed in himself. And now he's like one of the highest paid actors the ever. Yeah. Yeah. And like then like his mom tried to like kind of like right on his like tailcoat you know um and so i don't know i tell my clients if there's someone watching your instagram stories and it's making you not show up the way that you need to block them even if it's your best friend just like hey i love you this is my business account it nothing like you're doing but it makes me uncomfortable i'm gonna block you until i'm in a better headspace yeah i think removing those people from like our mindset in some way, whether that's like blocking them. I always tell people, you know, like if you're struggling with body confidence, get on Instagram yeah. and start unfollowing everybody who makes you feel like less than, you know, like those yeah. Instagram models. If you see her picture and go, oh my God, I wish I looked like her, follow. Just do yeah. it. It's okay. It's okay. It's- yeah, they probably won't even notice anybody. anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And you know what? If they do, that means that they're sitting there stalking you. And that says more about them than you. So, yeah, it does. So, I think um, one of the biggest concerns that people have brought up to me when I'm doing um, confidence coaching with them is that they don't want to come off cringy or salesy or whatever it is when they're starting to begin to promote their business or promote themselves in some way. And I think you do a really great great job of like helping VAs and you know just business women in general really figure out like how to sell without doing any of those things so yeah 
Um, what are some of the things that you really teach or really focus on when you're starting to help them actually create a product, sell that product, price themselves, do all of those? Yeah, honestly, one of my biggest, I don't want to call it a pet peeve, maybe annoyances is when a woman comes to me and she's like, I don't feel comfortable selling myself. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not like OnlyFans, okay? Like, like this is not, I don't I don't, I don't even know why. And I don't want to downplay it because I get it. That the Jade five years ago is not the same person I am today. I was afraid to talk to anybody. I was that client that like blew up my coach's boxer. I was probably so annoying. Like I could not offer a call. I was convinced that if I said the wrong word or the wrong sentence or worded it wrong, that like it was going to turn people away. Right. And I think as women too, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I think a lot of us are overthinkers, right? Me, 110%. And so I would overthink every little thing. And so I tell women, they say the DMs. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like selling is a mindset. So if you're going in thinking like a car salesman and like, all right, who am I going to pitch to today? Or I need five new clients in the next four weeks. Yeah, it is going to make you feel icky and slimy. And it's going to make the person you're talking to feel that way too. So if you're coming from a place of scarcity or desperation, people can sense that. As a new VA, my coach would actually give me leads. People saying, hey, I need a VA to do this. And I don't think I ever signed one referral, one referral. And now looking back, I'm like, it's because I was showing that desperation. It's just like online dating, right? Like if someone wants you too much or coming off too strong, right? We're like, ew. And so instead I have them flip that mindset. It kind of goes back to what we talked about of like feeling confident in what you're doing. Um, but instead of saying, okay, I'm here to make a sale today, wake up and say, okay, who can I help today? And I don't feel like I sell to anyone. They come to me with a problem or I reach out to them and they tell me their problem. I offer them a solution. Is that solution sometimes, you know, my $5,000 program? Yes. Other times, is it my free podcast? Yes. Like, if you're not in a place, like even a mindset where I don't feel like you're coachable or you're not going to be a good fit, I'm not going to offer you a container. I'm going to offer you something that's going to help you get to a place where you will be an ideal client for me. And I think a lot of women think that if you try and talk to someone that they automatically think they're trying to sell to you. And that's not the case. Yeah. I think you said a lot of good things there. I love that you talk about like, you only come across slimy or quote unquote salesy if you yourself are in that mindset. If you are coming from a place of like, I am here to help somebody and I know that what I am going to provide to them is going to help them. It's an entirely different situation. Yeah. Um, So I think the big thing there, again, goes back to the mindset. It's like believing in yourself, believing in what you're doing and what you're selling. Yeah. And it's happened a lot more recently, which like shows me, ooh, they've been sold to in a really bad way before. And I actually will have people that will thank me and be like, Jade, Like, I wanted to work with you because I vibe with you or because you didn't sell to me or you actually listen to my problems. Like, I have people, guys, so if you're like, I don't want to bug them. I always say that too. I don't want to bug people. 
I like following up. I don't want to follow up. I don't want to bug them. You're not bugging them. I have people that thank me for reaching out. But um, yeah, I've had a lot of people recently. I'll literally just reach out like, hey, like they'll follow me on Instagram. They follow me. I'm like, hey, I'm excited to be connected with you. Here's my free Facebook group. If you guys, if you want to hop in, if not, cool, whatever. And they'll be like, mm, sorry, I'm already working with a coach. And I will literally say back to them, oh, I'm sorry. Did I talk to you about coaching? Or um, I didn't even say anything about us working together. Like I call them out on it. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I've just had so many VA coaches lately trying to sell to me. And that to me, which I turned that into a piece of content, right? Of like, <laughs> don't do this. But like also too, it makes me feel really bad for them because I'm like, they've had a really bad experience with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, is like if somebody does, like you reach out in that way, right? And you actually have a great thing that you're trying to provide. You're not trying to be like over the top, desperate, all of those things. And the other person comes at it from that angle. It says more about them than it says about you. Yes. And I think a lot of, and that's great that you bring that up because I think a lot of new entrepreneurs, like we've had VAs too, they're like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? I'm like, you literally said hello or, you know, or whatever. I'm like, you did nothing wrong. But I think, again, as a new VA, like, again, I'm more seasoned. That stuff doesn't bother me anymore. But I think for like a new VA, we're so quick to think the strategy isn't working or it's something I'm doing. And, you know, I think just really looking at, okay, is it really me? Is that the truth or is that the emotion? Yeah. I think that's so important to ask ourselves when we're doing those things because so often we get caught up in like the stories that we're telling ourselves in our heads instead of the reality. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Even myself, I'm a very emotional person. Um, And, you know, as a business owner, sometimes like I can be a hothead sometimes. And so there's times I'm like, reel it in. And honestly, I do that check. I'm like, okay, is this the fact? And I think too, we can all be dramatic, right? Oh, I didn't reach my goal of 50,000 this month. Like my business is failing. And then I'll look and be like, is that the truth? No. And so I think just pushing pause. Um, and again, that's where it kind of ties back into mindset, like doing journal prompts or writing out how you're feeling, letting those feelings out and come back to it later and be like, okay, that's how I felt, but I'm not going to let that emotion drive the way that I come across the DMs today or whatever it is. Yeah. So what are some of the actionable steps like when you're starting out in your business that you should really take to make sure that you're, you've got that ideal client and you're finding them, you're bringing them onto your platform, whether that's an Instagram or something like that, but then you're also converting them into paying clients. Yeah. So the way that I teach it, um, we really focus on first of, we have like an exercise we'll have you do. And it helps the coach get to know you on the first call, but also too helps direct you of like who your ideal client will be. I know for a lot of people, again, me, the overthinker, I had no idea as a new VM, like who do I work with? And then like I was a beach body coach at the time. I was training for a half marathon. I had my shake every day, you know, all that stuff. That was pre-divorce and COVID. My life is not that healthy anymore, but I was really into that in my 20s. And my coach was like, why, why do you work with fitness coaches? I was like, duh. Like, that's literally my only hobby is like running and working out. Why did I not think of that? Um, and so sometimes I think too, like having another set of eyes directing you um, is good. But anyways, um, niching down, 
making sure that you do the market research. You write to a client will tell you every single thing that you need to know. Where do they hang out at? Um, do they know what a VA is? Do they see the value in hiring a VA? Do they have the money? Um, so like those things as well too, just because someone's in your niche, right? Just because someone was a fitness coach, if they're not established, if they're not making any money in their business, they're my, not my ideal client. My ideal client is going to be able to pay for my services. I'm not working for free. So um, distinguishing that first. And then then comes the more fun part where we could take the market research, build your brand pillars, build out your content. Um, kind of like what I said at the beginning, I love giving value. So really understanding the three Ps, the person, um, their problem, and then the promise. So what is the solution that you can offer to them? So maybe they suck at posting consistently on Instagram and they don't have time for hashtags and, you know, responding to comments and blah, blah, blah. Awesome. That is a, an offer that you can have for that ideal client. Um, so honestly, a lot of what I teach is more um, like repetitive steps once we figure all that out. But it's that consistency. Um, we're not, this is not a hobby. We're not freelancing. Like you want a six-figure business, treat it like it's a six-figure business. I think that's huge because, I mean, especially as a mom, when you're getting into your own business, it can be really easy to just like throw it on the back burner. Yeah. Because, you know, even if you're doing it part-time, so you have a full-time job that you're working, you're trying to start up this part-time business for yourself, you're trying to be a mom, you're trying to be a partner, you're trying to do this, that, the other, right? So, yeah. of course, the one thing that you're doing, like, quote, unquote, for yourself is always going to get thrown out. But yeah. if you want to have a successful business, you want it to grow, you want it to thrive, you have to be able to put the time, energy, and some money and resources into it to get it where you want it to be. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think, too, remembering, like, this is a season. And it's not going to be like this forever. It's not like you're working full-time. A lot of our clients that come in, they are working full-time or they're full-time stay-at-home moms. Each job is super hard, super time-consuming. So I think looking at it, like, okay, I'm going to maybe sacrifice, you know, some playtime with my kids. Maybe they're going to be on the tablet a little bit longer, watching a little bit more TV than I would like. But if you do that for even short-term, eight weeks, 12 weeks, like it's going to pay off in the long run where, you know, in three months you can have, you know, financial freedom, leave your nine to five and be at home with your kids full time. So I think really doing that self-check of like, am I willing to sacrifice now so I can live the life that I want later? That's a big thing. Yeah. For me, like I said, I, I work a full-time job in finance. But I wake up early in the morning. I get some of my, you know, full-time job stuff done in the morning, get my yeah. kid to school. And then it's like during my lunch break, I use that for working out for myself. And then at night after my kid goes to bed, I'm editing podcasts. I'm like finding new clients. I'm doing all of those things for myself. So yeah. it's like you have to put in that time energy. You have to invest in yourself to be yeah. where you want it to be. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it's like one or the other sometimes like, okay, I've, I've like, I'll invest the money. Um, but you know, my programs, they're 
not inexpensive. Like it is an investment, but and not only that too, but also with time. And so like, that's one thing that like we ask people like, okay, and you know, I, I don't want you guys thinking like it's an eight hour ordeal. Again, it's more about consistency. As long as you're consistent for like 30 to 60 minutes a day, you can totally see results. And like, I like you say working out as well too. Again, the, the beach body coach of me, but like, right? Like you can't eat a salad and work out on Monday and not do jack shit for two weeks and think you're going to be down five pounds. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And so it's really um, being consistent, building the small wins that are going to equal the big ones. Yes, that's so important. I love that so much. Um, what was that? Oh, so when you were going into your your um, you're building your business, right? Yeah. So you found your ideal client. You have some sort of an idea of, you know, what they're going to need. How do you go about actually like presenting um, or like pitching what you're going to do to them or give them? Um, mm-hmm. And how do you price yourself? Because I feel like as women, we tend to undervalue ourselves like we've oh, already yeah. talked about in a lot of ways. But that includes in pricing ourselves and those things that we're giving yeah, definitely. So I'm going to talk a little bit like as a VA and then also myself as a coach, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, so like as a VA, really look at, okay, do I have skills that are transferable? So a lot of you may have skills or even to, even if you haven't got a client yet, if you are spending hours and hours and hours learning how to, I don't know, edit a podcast and like do all this stuff, or maybe you've taken a course or a program on it, like you need to be charging more per hour. So what I tell my VAs, it was more so $25 an hour. And now we usually have them start off at like 30. Again, if they feel comfortable. So if they don't feel confident, I mean, don't go any lower than 25. Do not, guys. <laughs> I made that mistake. I was like, oh, this charge $15 an hour. And it was a nightmare as a new VA. Um, so really looking at like what you already know how to do. Have you invested in yourself? And it's like I tell my clients well too, I'm like you just made an investment. We're giving you all these resources. You are taking time and money to better yourself as a virtual assistant. Like you need to charge for that. So same for me um, as a VA coach. I charge what I charge because um, I've been a you know a VA for two years. This is my fourth year of coaching and owning my own business, and I've invested almost a hundred k into um, you know working with business coaches and doing different things and staying up to date. Um, with current skills and offers and all that stuff to give back to my clients so they can keep having really great results. So you really need to look at that as well, too. And it's so funny to me when, you know, not I don't want to say funny, like I get it. Like when I invested, it was thousands of dollars and I had been a stay-at-home mom, like trying to get my VA business up and going for 18 months. I was like, holy shit, I've never spent this much money on anything. So I don't want to downplay it. But I think, too, if you look at the value, like, okay, wow, Jade's helped hundreds of women. She has been there herself. She has all this experience. I have all these resources and working with her. And I get a coach for 12 weeks, 24-7. Like, actually, my investment's probably cheap, right? Um, So same with you as a virtual assistant. If you're getting your clients amazing results and you have two years of, you know, podcast editing or finding guest experts for your client to be on whatever you need to charge for that Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I love that you talked about transferable skills because we touched on that a little bit in the beginning, how you're like, well, I've never, I've never done this work before. So how can I charge? But like, especially as moms, just being a mom, there's so many transferable skills there, right? Time management with our kids, (laughs) right? Patience. Like we learn all of these skills as parents that are transferable into business. Um, and vice versa, you know, there are skills that I've learned through being in business that help me be a better parent too. Um, but there are always like transferable skills that we get either from being a parent from old jobs that we've had in the past. Um, you know, don't downplay it. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't undervalue yourself. Like you have so much knowledge in there. It's just seeing how it can relate to this news that you're doing. Yeah, and especially as a VA, the biggest thing that you have that your idle client, I guarantee, doesn't have, especially if they have like an established like online business of some kind. I'm like for me, I don't like I I totally bit off more than I can chew the last couple of months. I've got way too way too much shit going on. So hell yeah, I will pay my VA thirty five dollars an hour um, to just get this stuff done. Um, so I think that's like the biggest thing too is like really looking at you're giving them your time, your energy, obviously, you know, your expertise, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, also too, I was even talking to someone in the DM yesterday, another VA, and she's like, well, no, it was this morning. And she was like, yeah, I didn't get this client. They said I was charging $5 too much per hour. And I'm like, who are they to say that you're charging too much? Just because one person thinks that you are like too expensive don't lower your packages. Like, I promise you, there's someone out there that will pay what you're wanting. It's probably, again, either the niche that you're in, or it can be where you're finding clients, like the Facebook group job ops. Those people don't have any clue. Giving you the amount of money that you're going to want. Yeah. I want a VA for 40 hours a week, starting pay $10 an hour. Like, oh, (laughs) No, I definitely agree with all of those things. So how do you go about handling objections from people when you're like, you know, you come to them and they, you say, okay, here's what I can offer for you. I think it's a great fit because of X, Y, and Z. And here's my price. And then they come back and say, hey, I, I'm going to pay you $5 less than that. How do you handle those objections? Um. So honestly, it will be very like customized. I mean, I've had brand new VAs where when I was like coaching them, I just knew if they could get their first client like with a confidence boost that they would be fine. So if they were starting up charging $30 an hour and, you know, on the discovery call, the client's like, okay, well, this is my budget. Um, You know, it's 500, which would be $25 an hour. Um, Like I'd be like, okay, like, do you feel comfortable with it? If you don't feel like it's going to devalue you, and you can always say too, hey, I really want to work with you. I want to show you what I can do for your business. For this first month, we can do $25 an hour. Starting next month, we're going to be doing 30. Um, and so, you know, but then I've had people too where, you know, they're charging 40, 45. Like they definitely should be charging that. And they're like, they already have that confidence. Like, no, like you can either do this or not. And sometimes the client will come back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like that negotiation piece which is so funny to me i'm like we're not haggling here like 
You don't go to McDonald's and say, I'll pay you two bucks for a McDouble instead of like three eighty nine. No. Um, so yeah, I would say like each one's gonna be individual, but also too, with you know, objections, a lot of times it the objection that they'll give you is not their actual objection. So um, you know, if it is like the investment piece or, oh, I want to start after the new year. Okay, well, why, what is making you want to wait until the new year? And like seeing if they're giving you something that you can work with. Because usually I always use like the Shrek reference, like, you know, onions, like layers. But like I, like I said with my clients, like, okay, think of an onion, like think of Shrek. If you peel back the layers, usually you can get to the heart of why they don't want to hire a VA or they don't want to hire you as a coach. And a lot of times it's not the, actual objection that they're giving you um so don't be afraid if they're just like no i don't want to hire you talk to the new year don't just take that as an answer say oh okay um like thanks for sharing that what is wanting you to make a talk to the new year maybe they're gonna be traveling for the next two months okay like i think it's a pretty valid thing but if they want to work with you after the new year awesome get a payment up front so they're ready to get going in january like so i think that's part of it too is like you setting boundaries for your business and you being in charge like your client doesn't get to dictate what you charge or what that looks like. Mm, I think that's super important is like realizing that even though you're working for other people through your business, you're either, you know, selling physical objects to them or virtual objects to them, whatever, you're still in charge. You get to make the decisions. You get to set the boundaries on what that looks like for you because it's your business. It's your life. Like, yeah. it's ultimately going to impact you a lot more than it's going to impact them. Yeah, 100%. Like, we had someone that was wanting to wait until December to work with us. It was the end of October. Like, awesome. Like, you can make your first payment now. And she did it. And so... I think too, when you have confidence, right? Like even as a virtual assistant, if you get on the call with confidence and you're leading them, like you're you're the expert, right? Like if they're a fitness coach and you're a virtual assistant doing social media, their zone of genius is like helping you get fit or lose weight. They don't know anything about social media. So that's where you, if you are coming across as confident and you're confident what you're charging, what you can do for them, they're going to feel confident in wanting to work with you. But if you're on there being all shy and timid and letting them take control of the discovery call, they don't want to work with someone that's not an authoritative figure in their business. Mm -hmm. That is so key is like, they're coming to you for a reason. Like, yeah, you know something better than they do. They're looking to you for guidance. You cannot come in small and timid. You have to come in there and be like, I know what I bring to the table. I know what I'm talking about, like, and put it out there. Confidence in your business is like such a huge thing to your success. A hundred percent. And again, it's that repetitive. Like if you don't feel confident talking to DMs, how are you going to get better? You're not just going to magically wake up on a Thursday and be like, I feel confident. Like it's, you're going to get confident once you actually start to do what your goal is. So like when I was training for my half marathon, I had ran, you know, a few miles or like even a 10K. I had never ran a half marathon. I was not going to just wake up and obviously be in shape to run a half marathon. Like I had to train and run, you know, 10 miles and 12 miles. And I did that for months. So again, just like think of that, um, like your brain or your mindset as like a muscle 
that you're having to show up for and work towards every single day. Yeah. It, it, you already kind of talked about it, like those repetitive behaviors mm-hmm. and, you know, creating those systems in our minds, in our businesses, whatever, to create success. What are some of the mean, like, repetitive systems that you guys put into place when you're building a VA business to really help it become successful? Yeah. So showing up, and again, this is like after you've done the market research, um, so you're a little bit further along than just, you know, I'm going to be a VA, I like going and doing this. Um, Because obviously, if you're just like, oh, like posting a picture of your coffee mug, happy Monday, that's not giving value. Like that's not the kind of consistent content I'm talking about. But um, yeah, like showing up every single day. So showing up on your Instagram stories, like every day, at least Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekend, I have an Instagram story up. If someone finds me, I want them to see my face. Um, Also too, talking about your offers. People know or like hear about RSA they know it's a program, but they don't know anything about it. They're like, what the fuck is RSA? Like she talks about it all the time. It's like making sure that you're always talking about what you do, your offer, but also to giving value. So showing up in Instagram stories, talking about that, giving value, giving value on your content, like static posts, reels, whatever, um, and talking to people every single day. So you don't need to be in your DMs, you know, 24-7, but making sure that you're answering people and that you're getting into your DMs um, once a day, like you can, I'm a total believer in like unplugging. I'm a projector. Like I need a break. I need to rest. Um, so I usually will take weekends off. Um, sometimes I don't like sometimes I'll maybe get in for an hour or two, but like making sure, you know, Monday through Friday or whatever days work for you, like five days out of a week, you're doing those consistent tasks. Um, and then also lead generation is huge. So constantly funneling in new leads. Obviously, if you reach out to 10 people, I have VAs at this all the time. Well, I reached out to 10 people and like no one responded. 10 people is not enough people. Like only a small amount are going to respond. You have to keep funneling in new leads because some people are going to work with you right away. Some people like me, they'll be watching me for two years before they invest. But I'm not going to sit and like put all my eggs in one basket for that one person for two years. No, I'm not going to focus my time and energy on that. They'll come around when they come around. I'm going to keep doing my thing. Um, I think that's everything that I have my clients do, honestly. (laughs) Honestly, I think those are all super key. It's like um, once you have those like pillars of your business that you were talking about, like it's so easy to come up with content that's going to provide value in some way along some of those pillars. Yeah. It's really easy once you get into the repetitiveness of it to create those things and to show up and like you said when you're showing up and you're you know putting yourself out there and you're being your best self like that's gonna attract people to you yeah well because also too if you're not consistent in your business people are gonna think you're not gonna be consistent in their business like people like to like feel secure and safe. And so one of um, the coaches I used to work with, she's got a multi-million dollar company. Like she's amazing balls. She's a sales expert. And she's like, I take a picture of my coffee mug every single morning because it's that consistency. Like people will log on and they already know I'm going to be here. 
And so something even as like simple as that, or like I've seen coaches more so during COVID when we had more free time, we couldn't like leave our house. Uh, that would do like, um, like another coach was like coffee with Kate and she would do it every single morning at 8 a.m. And I love that. I did that with for months with her. Like I was just like, okay, like if she would not have shown up, I probably would be like, oh my God, is she okay? Like, is she alive? <laughs> and so I think for a lot of people, it's just like feeling that, okay, she's still going to be there. Like, even if they're not talking to you, they're watching you. I mm-hmm. promise. Mm-hmm. That is something that they don't talk about either. It's like those people that hide and you're like Instagram story viewers <laughs> for like two years. And then one day out of the blue, they message you and be like, so I've seen you doing this and I could really use X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah. I call those people out. Like I've got local people. I've got a lot of local people recently that have like signed up for my program. Like, okay, Jade's been doing this for three, you know, three, four years when they started watching me and they're like, okay, like now's the time to do it. But I call those people out. Like if I see someone watch my Instagram stories, but they ghost me, I'll say like, hey, like I see you watch my stories every single day. Like, let's talk. Sometimes they'll respond. A lot of times they'll still like be in the shadows, but I know they'll come around when they're ready. It's so funny. You were talking about those haters, right? At the beginning yeah. conversation. Sometimes <laughs> your haters are, are are your biggest like motivators and they help your 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 algorithm. They're great because they're always there. Right? They're always showing up. They're always boosting your stuff. I know, like, I don't really, like, you don't have to respond to me, you know, but, like, I want them to know, that, like, hey, I see you, and, like, I'm here when you're ready to talk. But, yeah, I always feel, there's, like, this meme out there, I can't think of what it says, but something about your haters or, like, your biggest fans, because they're always watching you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so funny. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think you provided so much value for us around, you know, sales and mindset and all of those different things. So now it's your turn to pitch yourself. Tell us all of your things, where we can find you, what you've got going on, programs you have available, everything. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Jade Jessica. Jade is J A D E. Jade Jessica Coaching. Um, and then also as well, I've got a Facebook group called Build a Rock Solid Foundation. So if you type that in, you could probably find me. But all my links that you need are on my Instagram. I do have a website, but it's some weird Kajabi URL. And to be honest, I don't ever like really use my my website. I'd rather talk to you on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and then Facebook is just um, facebook.com um, slash jade.elsbury. So cool. Perfect. And I know you talked a little bit about like your Rock Solid Academy. What is that? Yeah. What? Yeah. So that's for like beginner to intermediate. So maybe if you are like brand spanking new and you're like, just help me. Or uh, maybe you've got one or two clients, but like nothing consistently, like three to 5K months. This program's for you. Um, it's 12 weeks long. You have one of my amazing co-coaches that have been trained by me um, that will be there with you 24-7. Lifetime access to modules, VIP Facebook group. And um, also too, like you have those one-on-one coaching calls with um, notes every single week that you can keep forever. So that way, even if you're like wanting to go read through them, back to basics, all that good stuff, you've got a blueprint for your business for 12 weeks. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciated it. Yeah, of course. Thank you.
Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.